yummy. Yummy. Yummy, yummy, yummy. I got goth in my tummy. And by in my tummy, I mean that he's stabbing me. Greetings and salutations, everybody. I still am workshopping the intro. This is Spencer Sellens, and this is Tangents, the podcast. I am the eponymous Spencer Sellens. I think that's the correct use of the word eponymous, but we'll, we'll, we'll put that away from now. Hashtag I am very smart. But speaking of better than smart, that no one was speaking of that, actually, but still haven't gotten those fucking intros right. Today, though, episode 78, I believe. I'm here. He's been here before. At least, I think this is your third episode. Yes. Second solo, third overall. Because yeah. we did the one with Kevin where I was in my car. Yeah. I, <laughs> it was beautiful. I think every podcast needs to have an episode where someone's just in their car. I've done Spencer, or I've done um, Kevin's also from my car once. And I've tried to get him to never release that episode, but he did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, wait, hold on. Before I go into that, I'm joined by Buddy. Oh yeah, that's me. <laughs> Dude, I went the whole one time. I went when Ellis Rodriguez came on. We went the whole episode, and this was a really early in the podcast, so I forgot to like intro him. intro him. And so the last like thing, I was like, oh shit, I haven't introduced. What's, what's tell me your name? Oh, I'm Ellis Rodriguez. Like, good night, everybody. <laughs> good night, everybody. <laughs> I am a professional podcaster. Yeah, I mean, that's why it's a tangent. Yeah, a tangents. Tangents. Uh, but no, but what, going back to what you were saying uh, recently with Kevin. Now, the, the listeners of the show are aware there's a little bit of a little bit of a controversy right now with me and Mr. Heisinger. Like, we're having a little bit of a feud right now. A feud? Oh, it's, it's, it's a real blood feud. Okay. It yeah. makes sense. Because, well, he, hear me out. Here's what happened. All right, I'm going to tell you my side of the story, <laughs> and then you can ask Kevin later. If you want a pack full of lies. So recently, uh, Mr. David Thorne, friend of the show, you know mm-hmm. him as well. David Thorne and I went on an episode of Kevin's podcast, Midnight Movie Night, with Kevin Heisinger and co-host whose name Megan. I forget. Megan? Megan. And Megan. Megan. I digress. So we were on an episode and it was just him. So it was the three of us and we did Mac and Me at my request because it's such a ridiculous movie. It's that movie it's that was- movie. It's a re- I already, I've already complained about the, this being a midnight movie. Oh, episode. because it's a good movie. Yeah. <laughs> so this is. It, 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 what was your reaction? But pause mine. What, what was your reaction to that? How upset were you? That's what I want to hear. I messaged Kevin immediately. I messaged him immediately. Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I was like, usually I don't care about things like that, but I was like, Macamie's a legitimately good movie. A treasured piece of American cinema. It, it, it's legitimately one of our dear comedian friend Dan Smith's whole personality, and uh, that was part of the episode that that okay. Well, spoiler. So Kevin didn't release the episode that David and I were on, oh, and he re-recorded it with I'm, somebody else, simply only for the measly stupid reason that uh, it was a roller coaster of. 
David didn't watch the movie, and I was just, well, every time I go on Kevin's podcast, Kevin, if you're listening, you're probably not, but I love you, and I love going on the podcast, but you know me. I'm all about tangents, baby. So I can't really, like, you know, I I don't really write notes. I kind of go, you know, off the top of my head. Sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad, sometimes it's Mac and me with Kevin Heisinger. I thought it was hilarious because, you know, I don't just get distracted and just talk about, like, you ever wondered, like, what the currency of Mongolia is? Like, not, like, that bad of yeah. off-topic, but, you know, tangentially related to the show or the movie, if you will. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, Kevin then came on an episode of my podcast before he had was supposed to release, or maybe after, I forget. It was me and David and him recently. And uh, he told me, he broke the news on the podcast to me and David. I, you know what? I was hurt. I was betrayed. Um, I felt robbed. You know, when like you you have an experience that's so, such a beautiful experience. And then to have it robbed from you because of ill intentions of someone else. Mm-hmm. It's it's in my opinion, it's worse than most um, most criminal offenses. Oh yeah, it's right up there with genocide. Oh, g- definitely. Yeah. I mean, I think really. Let's, let's, let's be honest. It's one or two with genocide, and it's definitely not two. Yeah, I think I feel like calling genocide a criminal offense is like a little bit like <laughs> under under <laughs> underselling <laughs> it. underselling like this. He can, and the criminal offense of mass genocide. Thank you, bailiff. Yeah. Um, it's funny, and I don't know if there's any correlation to this, but Kevin hasn't had me back on his podcast for a while. And the last time I think we were on together was when I did it in my car. And <clears throat> the other person on the podcast was... I remember this. Hmm, I don't know how to put this, but uh, ignorant is the best way I could say it. Okay. And Kevin and me did a masterful job about dancing around this guy, but essentially it was a Cat in the Hat episode. Uh, we were watching Cat in the Hat, and the very first thing this guy says is, uh, yeah, they really, like, decorated this town like one of those homo towns. They, like, really tried to make it gay. <laughs> one of those homo... Wait, hold on. Did he... Hold on. Now, before we eviscerate the man, did he provide any good examples of what a homo town would look like? Very colorful. Very colorful. Okay. And, and which both me and Kevin Heisinger, without blinking, said, I think they were just going for like a Dr. Seuss town, <laughs> you know, for the Dr. Seuss movie. No, man. They, they were dudes fucking. No, they were gay stuff. They, they were, were doing gay stuff. Dude, real gay yeah. stuff. Real gay stuff. I mean, I think that's a it pretty solid It was an hour take. of us dancing around this guy, and I was like, yay. Oh, my God. Actually, I think I remember, because you did this episode right before, because we were at Comedy in the Park. Yeah. Shout, guys- out, to, shout out to Maria Musavi. Yes. She was just on the um, uh, the Camp Wanderlust that Drew Abcher mm-hmm. and I uh, co-produced. She killed it. All the comics did a great job, actually. It was, it was a fun show. Um, we actually, you know, Sold some tickets. I was pretty excited. Shout out to Stab. Stab's been killing it since coming back. Shout out to Stab. Stabbing it. I'm wearing a Stab hoodie right now. I have mine in the car because it was cold this morning. You goddamn right it was. It was actually during the open mic um, because I I went to support. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went up first. Miriam put me up first just because she's the sweetest person ever and just gave me a spot because she's the yeah. best. So I went up. And then I went and I did the podcast, and the podcast made me so angry 
that I just like left as soon as we were like saying our goodbyes. I was like, all right, cool. Bye. Click. And then I just went back to the comics and I was just like, I can't believe that. There's yeah. no way that gets released. But it did with some masterful editry by uh Masterful editry. I'm I'm surprised because Kevin told me I think he told me that like I you know, he doesn't really edit. No. Um, but we love him for it. No, but we but he had to. I think sometimes you need the right push in the right direction. Sometimes you have to get the guy saying, "This is a real gay town." Mm-hmm. Out of the exactly. podcast, you know. Yeah, we're not we're not here to uh, shit on anybody going out and following their dreams. But I'm shitting on one particular person, but in, I've already done on the podcast. Yeah, but in any situation where you have a bunch of people attempting to do a thing, mm-hmm. there is going to be a group in there that is just relatively shitty people. And the cool thing about coming outside of the pandemic or Panini or Mm -hmm. Panasonic or whatever you want to call it, the cool thing about coming out of this is the regulations that have popped up Mm -hmm. where people have had to be adults and actually, you know, like get the vaccine. Oh no, the big boogie vaccine. And you start to realize who is the fucking morons and then like who are the people who just you know actually like doing comedy and stuff like that it's been it's been a fun little experiment you know watching the world burn from you know yeah the comfort of a safe vaccinated body this episode is brought to you by pfizer yes actually pfizer pfizer get it today i i i don't know like it's a weird feeling, like okay, because obviously, like I'm vaccinated, like yeah, va- it's it's good. Vaccines in general are good. Yeah, like I'm not. We've been getting them since we were kids. Yeah, we're all still alive. Yes, it, I'm really tired of the culture war about it's them. so dumb because I don't care your opinion on it. Yeah. Like I don't care people's opinion on it because we're all allowed our own opinion. That's the fun thing about the world is like we're all allowed our own opinion on no, it. Stop right there. That's that's the bad thing about the world, buddy. Buddy, buddy. All right. That's, no, that's, the the, the nope. fact that people are allowed to voice their opinion is the bad thing about the world. Okay. Now, again, buddy, I'm going to stop you right there because this podcast is a pro CCP podcast. All right, a CCPP. Wait, a PCCP. Pro. Chinese Communist Party podcast. Oh, okay. C P C C P P. Okay. Okay. You understand? That makes sense. Good. And and I say that because we're about to crack the whip on you, sir. Okay. You're speaking a little bit too loosey goosey. Loosey goosey. I don't like this whole everyone's entitled to their own opinion and train of thought idea. I don't like that. Um, yeah, that is probably like we were saying the best and worst thing about comedy is. Mm-hmm. Is the comedians? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think um, speaking as now again, I am a lowly open mic, my open micer, and I include myself in this. So keep that in mind. I think we need to purge the open mics, and that includes myself. There's there's too many people. There's too many people following their dreams. There's too many people following their dreams is the most American statement I have heard in a very long time. Whoa, 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 you guys. There's too many people following their dreams. Who's going to be the sanitation worker? There's not enough dreams to go around, buddy. (laughs) All right? You need to 
Just some of these comedians need to realize they're trash men mm-hmm. and not comedians. Dude, uh, shit, man. I wish I was a trash man. Right? They get great benefits. They make double mu- what I make in a oh, year. Oh, God, at yes. least. You know what I found out today is that uh, female plumbers make almost twice as much as male plumbers. Is it? Oh, God. Please don't kill me, the hat comedian gods. Is it because of the butt crack? It's it, actually not far off. It's because most of the people who are getting the uh, things are like, you know, older people and stuff like that who are getting their toilets and stuff fixed who aren't able to do it on their own and stuff. And they trust a female more okay. than some big creepy man in their house. So, yes, butt cracks. Okay. So what you're saying is is that um, my failed experiment as being a plumber was my own fault. Yeah. It was my own fault for just saying, hey, what are you doing after this to, yeah. to, to the customers? Yeah, you failed because you were a man, not because you weren't good at plumbing. Oh, oh, okay. So wait, you're saying that I failed because I'm a man. That sounds like that sounds like male discrimination. And this, I, I mean, don't make me become like a, a men go their own way fucking subreddit, okay? <laughs> this isn't, I don't want this to, I don't want this to be that. This isn't that podcast. This, <laughs> this is, is not, this, this is, is not, not the group I'm defending today, buddy. It's like, do you like Steven Crowder, but he's not enough of a misogynist? Tangents. <laughs> <laughs> do you also dislike women? <laughs> Are you tired of women having one opinions, two a lot of them, and three a ability to leave the house unsolicited? This part just in general is bad for us. This is bad for us. But what? But in general, yes, those are all bad things. According yes. to Buddy Dean, those are half the we you literally just did half the sets of the open micers here in town yeah i i know that's why we got to be purged we have to well okay here's what okay fine here's what we're gonna do instead of a purge because a purge is you know it's a little violent it's a little you know us versus them mentality mm-hmm. here's what we do i think we need to make a voltron style amalgamation of open micers at my level or lower and and just make them into one comedian it's like multiple oh, parts combined. I can, I can name that one comedian. I know who that person is. Don't he do it. Exists. Don't do it because it's not me and I don't want to hear it. It's not you. It, uh, well, I, I realize that. It's an amalgamation of all the worst things in comedy and he exists. Now we're talking about me. No, see, Spencer, uh, your worst, the worst thing about your comedy is your lack of confidence in your comedy. Mm. I, I, I don't know how much you talk about it on your podcast, but you have done now uh, your show, mm-hmm. and uh, you and we were just talking about you and Drew producing um, the Camp Wonderlust thing. Uh, your show was Wonderlust, correct? Yeah. I, I just wanted to make sure. That before. was my old name. Yeah. yeah. So you in front of a crowd... You in front of like you trusting yourself is one of the most fun things to watch. And there's a lot, there's so many fucking good guy comedians in Sacramento who have the same mentality of like, oh, I don't think I'm good enough yet, or I don't think I'm good enough, period. Where it's like, no, it's not that you're not good enough. It's that you, your lack of confidence or your lack of like ability to just take a chance is what's holding you back because i like i said i saw you at wonderlust i watched that show you were fucking hilarious and that crowd was on you the whole time uh you brought up mr ellis rodriguez earlier uh a great uh comedian 
that crowd was in love with both of you guys that evening. Mm -hmm. He was your headliner that Mm -hmm. evening, I remember. And I did not make it to Camp Wonderlust Mm -hmm. this last time, Um, but I've heard nothing but good things from it. And it's like one of those things where it's like, it's not necessarily that you need a good crowd because as a comedian, you should be able to have a good set in front of any crowd. Mm -hmm. It's that um, I think that the number of shitty bar mics that we've done have beaten you guys down so yes, much dude. to where you think that that's the average. Scoreboard is fucking trying to murder me. Shout out to Do The Work Boys. Do The Work Boys, yes. Shout out, Do The Work, at Do The Work INC, I believe. Yes, Go the follow them on Instagram. I go to their shows, well, usually every week, and I go and bomb in front of drunk people, and it lets me want to kill myself. Here's the mystery that I found out. That show actually doesn't get lit until 11.30. So there's a whole subset of that bar mm-hmm. that doesn't come until like 11.30, 12 o'clock until close. Oh, Jesus Christ. I didn't and know that. they're like mid-30s to early 40s to like late 40s. Like there's no like super, you know, because you've seen that bar. There's a lot of old dudes in yes. there. But this crowd that comes late at night is like mid-30s to early 40s, and they just like to drink, party, and have a good time. Mm -hmm. And some of them have slowly been starting to come in earlier and actually see the comedians and stuff. And some of them actually like watching the comedians. And it makes the end of the show really fun. And that's where I was like, oh, I, I didn't get this until I saw it for myself. I was like, one time I decided to stick around a little bit longer. Yeah. And I saw these people show up. And then this past week I did it again. And I was like, they showed up again. And it just gets a little lit, as the children will say. Shit, man. It got litty. And and I was like, I because I've seen bar mics before, I was like, you know, sometimes bar mics just pop off when you get a crowd of a bunch of drunks come in. Yeah. It, it, it happens. happens to Vince's every time, you know, mm-hmm. sometimes. But for scoreboard, it seems very consistent because it's the exact same people coming. It's mm-hmm. one of those like hometown bars where it's like you're getting the same crowd consistently. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And as long as you can get that crowd to not shit on it, it's a fun mic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When you have 30 something comedians and like at least. 10 of those 30-something comedians are really good people mm-hmm. and really fun to hang around with. Yeah. It kind of feels like the Fast and the Furious family, you know? I don't have friends. I got family. We all feel like we can take care of each other. And sometimes, just like the Fast and the Furious family, at the scoreboard, you have to fight somebody. <laughs> Dude, that was my first experience with scoreboard. Like, okay, so fight between the com- fight with a comic, uh, someone attacked Matt, and then the next week someone attacked Matt again. Now, look, now, I'm going to have to preface this with this. I love Matt Bedina. Was he wearing something promiscuous and that kind of prompted the attack? Because I, I, I'm not here to victim blame, but yeah. but Matt might have done it to himself. I mean, I mean, telling a drunk old white lady, shut up, bitch, is probably not the best way to go about look i'm not i'm not a i'm not a diplomat but maybe let's not come maybe ladies old bitches maybe egging on uh old drunk white ladies is not the move um wait hold on that is exactly the move Mm, i don't know exactly the move the move is is to 100 percent antagonize uh fraternize uh, all old white ladies. That's the exi- villains. Oh, I mean, hey, look. Speaking as an old white woman, we are the villains. I mean, if you look at it, 
ninety percent of Disney villains are old white women. Yeah, I mean, I'm assuming that Ursula is an old white woman. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Definitely. Yeah. You know, not the Queen Latifah version, but all other versions. They're definitely what, evil. What Queen Latifah version? You haven't seen the live version they did on ABC? No, I did not see the live oh, version. It of was terrible. Little, oh. Please tell me about this. Yeah, they did like a live play version. So there was a thing for a while that like ABC and Fox were doing those like live plays of like they did Rent, they did Grease, they yep. did uh, Cats at one point. Oh, I think no, 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 no. Cats was the movie that release just came out. Release the butthole cut. Yes, release the butthole cut. But they would do all these plays, and one of the ones they did was um, stupid fucking um, Little Mermaid mm-hmm. with Queen Latifah as um, Ursula. Ursula. And I think, honestly, legitimately, it was a make good for the fact that the live action um, Little Mermaid that they're producing right now has Melissa McCarthy as Ursula. Really? Which, I don't Um, know about all that. I'm so good, dude. But at least, like, they, it seems like they have a pretty good cast. Like, Chloe, I forget the girl's name, but um, she's... Got the twin sister and their actresses and singers. Um, it's going to play Ariel. She is uh, great. I think that's going to be really good. And then um, they have David Diggs, who's uh, from Hamilton. He's from like oh, okay. all these musicals and stuff. He's going to be playing Sebastian, which I think is amazing because, you know, that's a very par- powerful singing role in that. Um, yeah. Now my musical theater nerd is starting to come out. So let's, you know. It's this is a musical nerd. This is a musical nerd friendly household. <laughs> you gotta understand my Brit, my Brittany. I, by the way, my Brittany. You know, I'm not gonna take it back. She's my property. I'm marrying her, and we're very, we're very uh, not customary. We're a very um, well, old fashioned household. Okay, <laughs> old fashioned. You know, um, on the day of our 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 marriage, I want her father to bring her out shackled. Yeah, and then present her to me as property, yeah. and you're yeah. like, "Sir, do you release this woman from your custody?" Yeah, and you of course got three fattened hogs for him as a replacement. Exactly. Yeah, it's traditional. Oh, exactly. It's this is the America we want back. You know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. Bring that's make America barter again. Yeah, exactly. Okay, I mean Magb. Ma- wait, Mab Maba. <laughs> Maba. <laughs> Maba, Maba. I think I like Maba. Yeah. Um. I will make a blue hat. No, not blue. I'll make a purple hat that says Maba. Yeah. Um. I will also make a blue hat and pretend that it's a blue, not blue lives matter. Uh. uh I'll pretend like it's a thin white, thin blue line, but then on the back, it's just Maba. It's just Maba. It's just Maba, baby. Maba, make Maba, America Maba, barter Maba, again. Maba, Maba, baby. Maba, Maba, Maba. Speaking of the dad with a stutter, that sounds like it's going to be uh, rife with uh, mispronunciations. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> Mabba, 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 Mabba. This is Mabba country. This is, you, you're from a long way from home there, buddy. This is Mabba country. <laughs> Sir, what's Mabba country? Well, out here in Mabba country... We we don't recognize the Federal Reserve, and we barter using appropriate trade and custom practices. I married my wife in exchange for 30 bushels of wheat, two acorn-feeding pigs, 
And one comedian who slowly, his accent is getting blacker and blacker <laughs> as he continues the story. I was going to say, that's a, like a very, you know, great, you know, like trade-off for a wife until you throw in that racist that, comedian. At yeah. The end. Well, it's not racist. <laughs> it's more like it's, it's well, I mean, it's, it's yeah, I guess. He's, yeah, yeah he's, I mean, I guess anything. No, racism, like. That's kind of a. It means something different. That's a. That's like a a, a pretty harsh accusation yeah. to like. We're not it. throwing that accusation around. It's a uh, ignorant accent. Are you racist? Check out tangents. <laughs> what? Please do not cut that. Someone listening to this podcast, like in I don't know x amount of time <laughs> when i've decided like stand-up comedies uh, you know what i'm tired of being an open micer buddy and you know what i'm gonna establish it on my podcast right now spencer then- sellens is running for office okay <laughs> i'm running for mayor of sacramento i mean do it i'm gonna run I, I for mayor I, thank you i got that's one vote and to be honest i feel like I, I think I could get most of the comedians to vote for me. Yeah, because I think, like, I mean, for me, all it takes for me to vote for you is if you're not a piece of shit and I think I could like you, that's enough for me. What is the most I could be caught doing and you'd be like, all right, I'll still vote for him. Okay, let me, instead of you thinking that, how about I present you some situations, okay? Yeah. So... I'm out minding my own business. Yeah. And um, out comes a, um, you know, an agitator with a camera. They're known as photographers. The worst. They're the worst. And, you know, I'm a very, I I know that I'm a very famous man, but I'm also a very private man, buddy. Okay. And I like. Your privacy matters. My privacy matters. Okay. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, I'm I'm winding my own business. Uh, I'm, you know, at. Uh, a gathering of other people where we're we're hanging out we're i mean we're, it's a group of men and women discussing uh com- shared values mm-hmm. and uh ideations for what they believe to be the best and appropriate nature for this glorious country of ours absolutely okay and during this uh event yeah. uh, public speaking event uh i wasn't speaking but i was in the audience during this public speaking event um, we were all, um, there was, a uh, uh, something flying in the sky mm-hmm. and, um, you know, uh, the, the, the speaker was like, as was, was asking us to uh, please, uh, as you, as the audience, please, will you, will you point to it using your arm? Will you point to where that thing flying in the sky is? And so we all, you know, extend our arms out and up a little bit mm-hmm. pointing towards the sky. And uh, while we're doing that, the, 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 the orator, as he's known, uh, was saying, um, have you seen Kyle? Have you seen Kyle? And repeat after me, have you seen Kyle? And we're pointing, and Kyle apparently was in the sky flying, so we're pointing like, have you seen Kyle? Have you seen Kyle? And this, you know what, this piece of shit. This. This piece of shit. He he, he uh, snaps snaps a, a, a photo ruski of me. <sighs> a photograph, a pic. Wow. A selfie of the other way around. Mm-hmm. A Yuffie. Yeah, a Yuffie. Of you. A hand in the air. Yeah, hand in the air, pointing towards, with my arm. Yeah. With my arm, because he said gesture with your arm. Yeah, pointing to the thing flying over. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And Kyle. 
Kyle was flying over. Yeah, we were looking for Kyle. Yeah. You were looking for a Kyle. It's clearly pointing to him. Yeah. This guy photographers you. Maybe he catches a little video. Yeah. And, you know, maybe he throws a little edit on it, you know? Mm -hmm. So it sounds mm -hmm. like you're saying a little something inappropriate. Yeah. And maybe you're making a hand gesture that sometimes resembles a Nazi symbol. Well, hold, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. First off, the angle. I don't make me bust out my protractor. I'm just saying. The, hold, buddy, buddy. That's on him. Okay, thank you. You're That's on, my on him. I mean, what I'm saying is, I just think he needs to be more professional. He does. He you does. Know? He does. Uh, you know, I may have of uh, um, slung some choice words at this perpetrator uh, that may or may not have also been on film. Yeah. Some of which um, I'm not really comfortable saying on the podcast. You know, I will admit that I was, um, you know, um, I was a little bit uh, uh, inebriated on, um, let's just say, fervent patriotism. Yeah. And so, you know, I, I was so proud of my country that I, I felt this this gen this gentleman who was, in my opinion, uh, displaying, really acting in uh, against the best intentions of this glorious country, I, I prompted him to return to his. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so okay so for the you don't like it here <laughs> you get out now uh, now apparently now apparently um this has been misconstrued as me being on camera shouting zig heil and uh screaming at a uh, person of color to return to their country which apparently was stockton yeah. California. Now, this is, I'll admit, this is a little embarrassing, but, buddy, pal, yeah. can I still count on your vote? You know what, sir? It's a man I know is a uh, feverish patriot who, when I see something like that, I'm like, he's clearly not saluting. He's clearly not saluting because the angle of the arm it's not as straight as it needs to be. The protractor says it says it all. Exactly. And you know what? What if uh what if Kyle was doing some dangerous stuff? We we all need to seek Kyle. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, as far as, you know, your outburst towards the uh paparazzi, yeah. um he was in the wrong. And um you were also offering uh him a option if he did not, in fact, like this amazing uh, country of America, you were offering him just, you know, a option for where he could potentially go if he did not like this America. If he so chooses. If he so chooses. Exactly. You didn't say you have to go. Yeah. I'm not an absolutist, okay? Yeah. I live, uh, you know, I didn't give him just, you know, uh, you know, a binary yes or no, do you love America? I said- yeah. If whether or not you do, it's up to you, yeah. and that's your right to do so. Now, um, maybe it's in your best interest to seek other options. Exactly. R really, I was just maybe. I guess you could say um, um, uh, laying him off. Yes. Like I was just, you know, we currently we just don't have, um, you know, it's just not in the budget right now. It's not in the cards. Yeah. It's not you. It's me. Yeah. Um. You know, also in this scenario, the HR director is also breaking up with you because you're having a real hot relationship with HR. Yeah. Horny right now. Right now is hyphenated. That's what it stands for, HR. Double R's. No, horny right now. 
Right now. Oh, right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, the hyphenated. Yeah. Right so like, now. So, like, when someone says, like, when I, at work, when someone's like, I'm going to HR, like, I start getting, like, kind of a stiffy a little bit. Which that inevitably gets me in more trouble. I mean, you know. I don't understand it. I think it's really it's 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 in a you know I know we're on a bit of a tangent right here, but I think it's a I think it's a compliment. Yeah, I think it's my it's me acknowledging the uh, the worth of this person. Exactly. With my erection. <laughs> Depending on how hard I am, that's how much <laughs> you're worthy in life. <laughs> oh my goodness, weird. that sounds like literally like every dating app that involves a man, like mm-hmm. every single one is just Oh yeah, like, dude. Oh yeah. I mean I mean, we're in I didn't know you were this close to Players Club. Yeah. Yeah. Have you gone to that, Mike? I went to the first one. Okay. So I didn't go to the first one. I went to the second one. Mm-hmm. First time this has ever happened to me, but a gentleman from a dating app had messaged me some very inappropriate pictures. I was like, all right, cool. Um, no, thank you. Well, hold on. Now, these are inappropriate pictures. Now, we can all make some assumptions. Now, no answer. You know, you, uh, not you, I and the audience are probably both making some wild assumptions right now. And let's let's give the gentleman the benefit of the doubt. Was he texting you incendiary communist propaganda? I wish. Um, I more so got, um, unsolicited, uncircumcised dick and butthole. Okay. Hairy, hairy butthole. Mm. Now, uh, that seems a little forward. It does. And it got even more forward because, uh, I had messaged him, said, no, thank you. No, thank you, sir. And then I made the mistake of not turning off, uh, like my geo tracking, like you know, my where I was going, my message stuff, and on this app, um, this person geo tracked me to the open mic. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. Oh man, it got really weird because then when I'm on stage, he started to heckle me, saying, "Oh, I hit you up on this app. I sent you those pictures. What did you think of them?" Do you like your ass eaten? All these wonderful compliments that, you know, every comic wants to get while they're on stage. And uh, as I shut him down, um, he proceeded to get, like, really angry and then start, like, resending the pictures with, like, new pictures of his butthole and uncircumcised it. Like, <laughs> he's just shoving his, his, his phone in his, in his in No, his he had them all loaded up on his phone and he was just sending them. That's smart. Ready yeah. to go. Oh, yeah. He had, exa- he had at least a dozen that he was sending me. And I just keep filling them in my phone, blowing up. So finish my set, I go to the biggest group of comics because I'm like, I need to be as safe as possible. Mm-hmm. It's a little tiny guy too, so it's not like he could physically do anything to me, but it was very creepy. You don't know that. I, mean- I, I don't know that. That was the other thing. So then he decides that it's a good idea to come up to me in this big group of comedians and apologize and tell me that he's going to leave now. And I was like, okay, cool. That seems like a good idea. Thought that that would be the end of it. I waited a whole 35, 40 minutes before leaving the bar myself. Wanted to say goodbye to my comedian friends. Did my whole thing. As I'm leaving, 
I see lights turn on in this car and this car starts following me. And it followed me a good like 10 miles onto the freeway before it finally let off and I could see that it was him. So I've never been back to that mic. <laughs> and also, uh, I've deleted all dating apps because people are psychotic. <laughs> Holy shit. Wow. It's, you know, it's, it's, uh, you know, as funny as, um, sexual terrorism is. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Don't do that, kids. Please, kids, if you're listening, look, we make a lot of, look, we have a lot of fun here at Tangents. We make a lot of jokes about a lot of insensitive things. Okay. But let, for the record, sexual terrorism is, in most cases, not funny. <laughs> I'm glad that we could put that out in the world, that sexual terrorism is mostly not funny. What was funny about this one for me was it was just so aggressive. And I'm like, I've never seen a guy do that to a girl on this on the streets or whatever. And I just, I think in my head, like, this guy was like, well, he's also another dude. So clearly we both just aggressively want butthole and penis pictures. I mean, that, that had to have been what's going through his mind. Had to have been. And he was a very small guy. And the weird thing was he was wearing, like, a motorcycle leather jacket, but he drove a car. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> it was, uh, like, really weird. Was he wearing assless chaps? No. Oh, my goodness. I would have completed the look. But he was, like, very... He was, like, terrifying looking if he was, like, a foot taller. Uh-huh. But at his current height, he was, like, every other weird goth kid walking around. So hot. But bald. Ooh, yummy. Yummy. Yummy, yummy, yummy. I got goth in my tummy. And by in my tummy, I mean that he's stabbing me. Yeah. He looked like a five-foot Moby. I mean, what what is Moby? A five foot five Moby? I don't know. I always thought Moby was tall because he's skinny. I assume most skinny looking dudes like that are really tall. That's a wrong assumption. That's a that's not yeah, that's, that's not a terrible a, assumption. That's a terrible. I mean, we know we you know personally many skinny people who are not tall. I literally I mean, my last guest Benton was is is skinny and not tall. Uh, Benton's average. When I'm talking skinny, I'm talking like rail thin. Oh yeah. I'm talking emaciated. Emaciated. They're mostly real tall dudes, like real skinny tall dudes. You don't see any like, you don't see any like four eleven like thin boys. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, it's they're... usually just average size or thick size boys. Mm-hmm. Or fatties. Shout out to the fatties. Yeah, okay. shout out to the fatties. Don't let fatties. buddy. Don't let buddy block you on. Um, I don't know what. Hold on. Now, besides Grinder, what other like oh, you I don't think, need to know what dating apps are using. No, not you. I'm just saying in general. You don't have to yeah. speak of you personally because I only know like, I mean, Grinder is the one. Grinder is the one which is for fucking. Yeah, but there's like clearly you're not always asking for. It's very much implied that it's for the fucking. Yeah. No one's going around to make, uh, I'm, I'm new in town, want some new friends. Yeah, that's not like really the thing. People try to do that, and like that's how I started People on that People try app. to actually do that? Well, like, uh, I'm just here for friends, or just here for chatting, or like, please don't send me, like you can put in your thing, please don't send me dick and asshole pics, which is what I do. And What's what happens when you send buddy dick and ass pics is yeah. the, the, the ambulance comes. The police come. Oh, the and police. Police and ambulance come because I beat you up because it's weird. 
But like you can clearly put on there like not at all or like not at first or anything like that. And it does not matter. People will just be like, well, here's my dick and balls. Interesting. Like I thought you would need to see this today. And the worst part is most of them are actively trying to get banged between the hours of 3 a.m. and 6 a.m. I don't know why. Because their wives are asleep. I guess, but I'll just wake up to the most insane amount of asshole and dick pictures. Yeah, because it's just basically they've just been like, it's a, I mean, it, I'm, assu- I'm making a pretty big assumption, but let, if, if you're messaging people between 3 and 6 a.m., you, you, you're probably, you know, Making sure some other the the, the other <clears throat> let's see uh, twenty one hours of your life doesn't know about this. Yeah, yeah, that's about right. Yeah, that was another thing that like getting into the whole thing is they don't like. There's not like a manual for being bisexual or like dating both sexes. So like, as a dude, I've only ever heard like horror stories from my female friends about how terrible guys are. So you don't believe that shit until you're in the fire and uh, some guy is telling you all the things he wants to do to your mouth at 6 a.m. in the morning and you're like, whoa, dude, whoa, it's my grandmother's birthday today. I'm 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 going to stretch open your mouth. I'm going to unhinge your jaw. I'm just going to take my pecker and just... Exactly. I'm going to gouge out your eyes and then fuck the eye holes to I'm death. Gonna skull fuck you. Yeah, I'm and like, then I'm Whoa, and then I'm going to shoot you in the face. Exactly. That like, honestly that all sounds pretty hot. Yeah, but just like, you know, ask me for consent first, okay? You know what I mean? Yeah, that's okay, that's a big thing. Yeah. That's well, that's a pretty yeah. I would say uh, a pretty important thing when it comes to having a good time. If you're going to skull fuck my corpse, Please ask me first. Yeah, I'll put it in the will. Yeah. Allow Dirty Mike to defile my corpse. Exactly. Just hate Dirty Mike. Be kind and ask first. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe I got something to do this Sunday. Maybe yeah. I don't want you to uh, skull fuck me today. Maybe maybe later. Yeah. You know? Ask my permission first. Well, you know what? Maybe you shouldn't have died. Exactly. You mm. know what I mean? Maybe that's on me. Sometimes you got to like... Realize that it's your fault that you're being victimized and skull <laughs> and skull fucked to death. Are you tired of victims having too much power? Tangents. Tangents. <laughs> Is she a lying whore? Tangents with Spencer Salins. Is this getting cut? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Oh man! Oh, you gotta love it, though. You gotta love it. Are you? Uh, I don't know if I asked you. Are you going to any mics tonight? Uh, I might go to Luna's. Yeah, I was gonna say I might go to Luna's. I wish it was staying later. You're going. You're going. Uh, yeah. Whenever this comes out, I will have already been on Punchline tonight. Yeah. Um, but <clears throat> um, you know, there's all you know. You can always watch me. I'm always doing stuff, you know? But, like, yeah. I'm trying to do longer sets now. Mm -hmm. I've been working for a year in this fucking pandemic writing, like, long story sets. And at open mics, you don't really get that opportunity. Uh And I I have been 100% blessed. I'm not going to complain about my bookings. I have been booked insane amounts over the past couple of months. It's just yeah. in those bookings, it's harder to like work new material. Like, so I'm trying new stuff out all the time when I can, but uh, it's 
it's fun that now I'm getting these opportunities to do these longer sets at places like Punchline, at places like Last Unlimited and stuff like that, where I'm like, all this hard work that I've been doing is finally starting to peek through a little bit. Hell yeah, man! Good for you. I mean, yeah. I'm, you've been working hard. You've been getting. You've been. You have been getting booked a lot too, man. It's great. <laughs> Good to see. I've been blessed. I've been blessed, and I think it's mainly because uh, you know people like Johnny Taylor and people like Wendy Lewis have been just in my circle for so long that they see all the you know hard work that I do and they give me shots and stuff like that. Um, shout out to Wendy Lewis and Johnny Taylor. Johnny Taylor is working out his new hour currently and I've been blessed to host and open and also now tonight feature Hell yeah. uh, for a bunch of those shows. So shout out to Johnny Taylor. Also shout out to Wendy Lewis for being just the sweetest lady in the world. Hell yeah, man. Yeah. I gotta have them on the show. Oh my goodness. Johnny Taylor is one of the most fun people to talk to and Wendy Lewis is just the sweetest human that has ever existed. Yeah, no, I I, I did hit up Wendy Lewis, but it was like mm, May 20, yeah. 2020. Yeah. And it was like, hey, you want to be on the podcast? Socially distant, of course. And like, I get it. It was like, yeah. not right now. Yeah, no. she uh, She's also one of the busiest working comedians I know. That yeah. woman is a badass. Uh, shout out to all of our dear friends right now who are up in Savage Henry. You know, about half yeah. the Sacramento comedian population is up there, and I love to see it. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah. Um, Have you done any, like, not necessarily been in, but have you been to any of the comedy competition stuff or the festivals or anything like that? Um, uh, I mean... Not recently. I mean, I, did, I know that Laughs had like a, a festival in the summer. Yeah, that was pretty fun. Yeah, I didn't make it out there, but only because of my bruised ego. <clears throat> no, I didn't even apply. I'm kidding. Yeah, it's kind of, yeah, it's the old saying, like, you can't win the lottery if you don't play the lottery. Like, we can't get booked on the comedy competition of San Francisco if we didn't pay the, you know, the fee and at least apply. So those kind of things where it's like, yeah, I wish I was there. Um, but yeah. also it's like, yeah, it's a lot of work though. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's, it's a yeah. lot of work and kind of mm-hmm. it can be to for no payoff. Yeah. For, for I yeah. mean, I think the majority of people. Yeah. it's It was so when I was working that nine to five, when I was working that shitty office job that was making really good money. I always had that to go, well, if nothing goes right, nothing goes well, I at least have this. Like, I don't need that comedy if it's not going to work for me the easy way. However, in the Panasonic, that got taken away from me, and I kind of had to change jobs into the new job that I have now, where it's more like... I'm not going to make a career out of, I mean, I could technically, you know, you can make a career out of anything. Shit, you can turn a McDonald's into a career. Hell, if you work at McDonald's for 40 years, I believe they still give you your own franchise. I think that's still the law or the rule or whatever it is. Tangent's legal. Exactly. It's here to the rule is. For legal um, law decrees. <clears throat> 40 yeah. years of fry cook. You're now an entrepreneur. Exactly. So it's like you can turn anything into a career. But now that my career, you know, is weed, you know, now that I work in the cannabis industry, it's a lot more volatile. So it's legit forced me to go, oh, I have to be funnier now. Mm -hmm. Like, 
Yeah. I have to find the bigger, better thing now. Before where it was like, I can just sit on this 401k for a long time and, you know. I get that, man. Easy. You know, everything's easy, but it's a lot harder to be like, well, you know what? It would fucking suck if I didn't make money off this comedy thing that I'm busting my fucking dick for. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. I, uh, I mean, speaking as a comedian who has completely made it. Oh, yeah. I have multiple specials. Oh, yeah. Which are all on YouTube private. Yeah. Because, you know, it's just... He, he, he doesn't want to get canceled. He doesn't uh, want to get canceled by the woke culture of yeah. America. Yeah. It turns out uh, my debut album, I guess Richard Pryor had it first. Oh, you know what? I think maybe he wrote it after you. You guys were probably writing it simultaneously. I wish that you automatically knew what the album name was, so I don't have to like <laughs> say it. But um, I'm gonna go with Bicentennial Negro. <laughs> really wasn't much of a wasn't, wasn't much better. <laughs> Might as well just said Bicentennial Houseboy. Like my yeah. wasn't much better. Yeah. Sometimes you might just. I mean, it's that Louis joke. Sometimes you just. Half to not half is that's not the joke, but like you made if you say n word, you made me you made me think it, and that's and according to the Catholics, you've said it. <laughs> I think that's a com- combination of half a Louis C.K. joke and half of a um Louis Black joke. I'm oh. stealing from all the Lou all Louis. the Louises, Louises, Louis, Lies, Lou, Louis. I believe it's Louis, and but it's L O U I X. Okay, <clears throat> that's how you pronounce multiple Louises. Lewis size. Lewis size. Oh. Lewis C's? It's Greg. Lewis's. It's Greg. That's yeah. how you pronounce the multiple Lewis. Multiple Lewis is a Greg. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like a uh, a flock of crows is not called a flock of crows. They're called a murder. Exactly. Exactly. The uh, Lewis size are called Greg. Exactly. Exactly. That's a plural. It's, this is a plural. This is how words work. Yep. And that's how the dictionary works. That's how words work. You know, last time you came on here, buddy, um, in person, the first time you came on here, um, you know, you came on here and you were, your presence uh, was greeted uh, by members of your own family with, let me think how I can phrase this. Um, They were very happy for you. And they were very happy to hear about um, your experience with them. Is yeah. that is that a good way of saying it? Oh, absolutely. My uh, cousin's wife, who I uh, spoke about last time we were together, um, didn't reference her by name. I did a really good job of not saying any names, uh, but by referencing the anti-vaxxer uh, moron that was in my family, uh, she could point herself out mm-hmm. and that self-actualization actually is something that you know should be commended she realized that she was the anti-vaxxing loser piece of garbage and she was like oh i see that in myself but also hey why are you attacking me so she uh <laughs> so she got very upset and she told my cousin that he's not allowed to speak to me and he's not allowed to message me or hang out with me, which is very easy because they now live in Alaska. Good for them. Um, but uh, uh, I don't know if I should be ratting him out. She's definitely not listening to this because she's blocked on everything. But um, uh, 
it's really hard to block somebody from hanging out and messaging their cousin on a uh, fantasy football app. Ah. Yeah. That's interesting. Well, I mean, you could, I think what you could do is just bait her into saying a slur and then report and then like screenshot it and then just go like on Twitter, like at ESPN, like, can you stop the harassment? I'm, this girl has said, like, the things she has posted on the internet, which was why I verbally abused her online because she's such a dummy, mm-hmm. were so ignorant and vitriol that it's like, I think Facebook likes racists. Oh, Facebook, okay. They love them. The Facebook loves racism. Face- yeah. They love racism. They love ethnic genocide. I just saw a headline. This is, like, today. Literally, I saw a headline today. Um Facebook vows to never let pieces of the Amazon rainforest be sold again on Facebook. So Facebook loves commerce. They love the ability for ordinary people like you and me or any other LLC to uh, buy, sell and acquire uh, parts of the Amazon rainforest for logging. I, I, I'm I'm proud of the entrepreneurs that utilize the platform given to us. For free, for nothing. They ask nothing of us. They take nothing. They don't need anything from us. They they merely just want to help us find the the best things for us to buy. Yeah. By borrowing little tidbits of breadcrumbs of information that we so happen to, um, you know, believe that we're private in a grinder DM. Yeah. Or just saying it out loud, hey, I'm thinking about buying some Converse shoes, and then the next ad I see on my fucking Facebook is custom Converse shoes online. Mm -hmm. I'm like, what the fuck? It's like, at this point, I don't care anymore, because if there is somebody listening to me, they also have to listen to me masturbate while I watch very graphic pornography on my phone. That's nice. So they can't just like take a break during that. They're like, oh, what if he gives away government secrets now as he's about to come? Oh, 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 ISIS, the, the ISIS, the coordinates of ISIS are. <laughs> You're just like, oh, my God. Snowden uh, uh, was an innocent man. It's uh, like, you know what I mean? It's like, it's beautiful. I think if my FBI agent is that busy that he's like sending Facebook my, you know, thoughts of like, do they make, you know, um, pocket vaginas that, you know, uh, play a tune like those toothbrushes that used to? Because I think that's a market that needs to be made. And then Facebook sends me an ad for that. I don't care. That Because it's because it's, it's Facebook borrowing some breadcrumbs, yeah. breadcrumbs leading to breadcrumbs. Yeah, breadcrumbs. Exactly. This podcast is brought to you by a loaf of bread covered in cum. Yummy. Oh, that sounds like somebody's favorite snack. That sounds that sounds like a fraternity hazing ritual. I was gonna say, is there uh is there a pause button so that we yeah. can restroom? Yeah, yeah. Go yeah. Ahead. Pause. I pause it. This is all you, baby. I want to feel like I'm a big boy. I'm a big boy with big plans who's got headphones on his head because he's a big strong man. Those are your professional podcasting headphones. I'm a professional, goddammit, and I demand respect. You deserve it, man. Exactly. So here's, for the next 30 minutes, we're also going to be talking about my foreskin. Your foreskin. Oh. <sighs> Too many. I, I was trying to think of, like, what is the worst thing to say after I demand respect? 
I would think, let's, let's talk, talk about, about my foreskin. Let's talk about my penis. Or, even better yet, let's talk about my foreskin. Because um, there's nothing better. No, okay, never mind. Let's, just, <laughs> let's talk about my feelings let's talk, of my foreskin. Let's talk about my feelings about my foreskin. Where where's that where's that chicken soup for the soul? Yeah, chicken soup for the uncircumcised soul. Yeah, like where was that book as a kid? Like to like get me through it. Okay. Yeah, exactly. I'm just over here reading chicken soup for the you know for the normal penis soul, yeah. and it all looks like it all looks like microphones. Yeah, this dick doesn't resemble my dick. No, not at all. It's ridiculous. I yeah. remember reading a book when I was like a, a really young kid, and it was like. You know, you might notice that, you know, if you're in the shower at school, other, your classmates, their wieners might look a little different than yours. Like it was trying to actually like, because I mean, you, you, it was just like exposing like to a a seven, eight year old. Like, yeah, and they're hey, like, your look fr- at your friend's dick. Make sure it looks okay. Well, I mean, <laughs> yeah, right. I think the book was assuming like, hey, we all know, come on, we're all, we're all going to look at that dude's dick because, you know. At the very least, we're just sizing him up as a man. Oh, yeah. Do I mean, w- that's definitely what we're doing at seven years old. Definitely. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Oh, yeah. I mean, at seven years old, I remember walking around just with my prepubescent cock out and just like, what do you want to do about this? Oh, yeah. Measuring contest? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Definitely. How yeah. did you make friends How did you make friends without measuring your dick? I mean, I didn't make friends very well because I kept winning. Yeah. Yeah. It, we were going by golf rules, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I kept winning that boy, bad boy. Why? Okay. Th- 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 hold on. Tangents is not brought to you by seven-year-old penises. Yeah. That is. This is. This is. That was uh, a tangent too far. Improv gone wrong when you're talking about your seven-year-old cock. Yeah. I mean, we could talk about our 12-year-old cocks, but not our seven-year-old cocks. That's. Look. That's not a mature cock. We're not pedos. That's that that cock is not age of a consent yet. I'm here with theater comedian and noted hebophile. No. <laughs> Wait, is hebophile? That's like the older version of a pedophile, right? I think so. Like it's like, it's like, oh, I'm not a pedophile. It's a weird. I'm assuming that I'm correct in my assumption that it's like pedophile, but like they're 16. Yeah. Like that kind of gross shit. Yeah, you mean a SoundCloud rapper? Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Uh, I, I, what a a great distinction to make. I mean, is who? I mean, they're they're thinking like, okay, I gotta figure out a way to like make me less of a monster. Oh yeah, because look, I'm not a pedophile. Listen. They're not kids. Listen, they're not. She has hair on her vagina. Yeah, she just hasn't passed all of her tenth grade classes. Yeah, exactly. Who am I to say that the our ancestors were wrong? I'm a I am a staunch social conservative, okay? Staunch. And I don't mean like marriage is pure or whatever. I mean that my marriage is getting started early. Exactly. My marriage is like the rooster crows. Yeah, like I assume my wife's only gonna make it to thirty-five years old. I want as much time with her as possible. That's why I marry her at twelve. Exactly. Because I want it doesn't a- matter that I'm thirty-three when I marry her at twelve. No. No. No, we're gonna have twenty happy uh man- mandated years together. Oh yeah. 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 Happy- Just like the olden times. Yeah. The way it's supposed to be. The best kind of love is mandated love. Oh, yeah. I mean, for sure, every wife of Hugh Hefner has been super happy. Like, oh, yeah. that's never been a problem. I heard, like, this is on the real note, I heard that 
he would just fuck him in the ass instead because it was just that's what he was into he was just like i've been having sex with hot women for like 50 years i have to just i don't know do an ass just do it in the ass which i feel like i mean look i feel like if you've been just fucking people for 50 years and i mean like i feel like you would have already like gone through your anal phase yeah it's weird to like hit it so late yeah. But maybe he was just like so sure that the only way to have sex without being gay is to have vaginal sex. Okay. And then when you get would, older, you start caring less about like, what others think about why you. Why would they fucking care if I'm sticking it in butts? You know exactly. what I mean? That's that was Hugh Hefner. Style. That was Hugh Hefner. Staunch yeah. social conservative like me. Hugh is one of those guys where it's like hard to He's not a hero. Nope. Like definitely nothing not. he ever did was heroic, but so many guys think that he's cool. Yeah. This might be propaganda. And then I'm also perpetrating it because I'm saying it on a podcast without fact checking it. But I think there was like, he was pretty like 1970s progressive when it came to like LGBT people. Well, yeah. LG. I mean, come on. There wasn't anything else in the 70s. Bi, but bi there was, was no but, bisexual was not a thing in the seventies. It was just having a good time. Exactly. That's literally. It was just called being part of Hollywood. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Richard Pryor was fucking everyone. He, he the was, fact that Richard Pryor and Marlon Brando. Marlon Brando. Up, that was it. Yeah. Like that is some somebody from the seventies wet dream. Like some girl watched Richard Pryor stand up or saw Richard Pryor with uh. Uh, in one of his movies, and they saw uh, Marlon Brando, and they like that. That that's two people I want to fuck. Mm. It'd be like you know if Kevin Hart and The Rock hooked up right now. I mean, that's that, everyone wants to watch. That's that. a movie. We would we would watch that and pay millions for it. I, the I, Rock just giving it to Kevin Hart. Dwayne, are you just gonna fuck me in the ass then? Are you just gonna fuck me in the ass? Like, like, come on, Dwayne. <laughs> I can't. That's my Kevin Hart impression. Without taking it to church, let's yeah. put it that way. I uh, I am a underground fan of Kevin Hart because he just makes me giggle. Because he he's one of those people and comedians wise, he does it in his comedy too, where he enjoys himself. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that can get annoying, but something about it is charming to me. Like. Somebody who's just so like, oh, I'm funny and I know it, or oh, I'm so good looking and I know it, and I, or just anything is that that's their thing, and they just know it, and they like. I try to give that kind of attitude myself, where I'll just be like, tell people I'm like really, really hot. Um, I don't think I don't think it comes off as believable as when Kevin Hart, you know, laughs at himself and stuff. But like every time I see him crack up on stage, it's like, yeah. You're laughing harder than anyone in the audience, and I love that for you. Yeah. Genuinely. It's true. I mean, it is nice to see. It's probably part of the 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 stage presence, too, is like is there's so much confidence in the act. Yeah. That, uh, maybe I should start just laugh. You know, here's what I'm going to do. Buddy, I you had some good words earlier in the podcast. That, you know, I mean, it's true. Like, I know that I'm funny, but sometimes that I don't believe it as much as I should. And I think that negatively affects just my comedy in general. Oh, 100%. And, and, and it's not just you. I can literally, without even 
thinking that hard, I could probably name three or four other comedians who I love and adore who are the exact same way who I'm like, like they're literally just one yesterday, a dear friend of ours, Joey G, yeah. who is the most underrated comedian in Sacramento. Very funny. He went up in front of um, the Pumpkin Spice Comedy Show at Stab yesterday. Full fucking crowd. There was like 30-something people there. He murdered. Yeah, man. He had me... I was on the inside of the building, like, holding my sides laughing so mm-hmm. hard. I was like, this guy is fucking hilarious. But I was like... It wasn't this crowd that brought it out of him. It was just the fact that he had this opportunity and this crowd was enjoying what he was able to bring. Mm-hmm. And you get that too. Same with like uh, our dear friend Emily Peterson. She's another one. She is insanely funny. The number of times I have to hear from people that like, oh, I don't know, this person is funny. I'm like, have you watched them? Or is it just you assume because they're not on every show that you're on that they're not funny? Because I can name a handful of people who aren't on every single show that, you know, everybody's on, but are way funnier than people who I pay money to watch, you know, to see. So, I don't know. I think it's a lot of, like, we're always going to be our own worst enemy. Yeah. Joey, uh, dude, Jeffrey, by the way, he's been on the podcast before, for those listening. Dude, the first time I saw him, he murdered at Luna's. Open mic. I there's, it's very. I've seen like two people murder at at Luna's open mic. <clears throat> Shit. I mean, I barely see people do well at Luna's. Um, that he. I. I mean, I forgot what he was talking about, but it was so fucking funny, man. So I walked up to him and I asked him if I could take some of his jokes, and he said no. And so I told him that um I I'm gonna kidnap his children. And apparently his, now we're not friends. His children are adorable. It's so funny to see them because, uh, like, I have met uh, his amazing wife. She is wonderful. Those two kids 100% look like Joey. Yeah, they do. They have his big, giant eyes, like, completely. You could not You could not even, uh, even think that they weren't Joey's kids. They are the most adorable two little kids. And he told a, one a joke about his daughter. I'm not going to tell his joke on here, but he told a joke about his daughter yesterday that made me laugh so fucking hard that I had to blow my nose because I was like my nice. face was watering afterwards. I was nice. like, "That's just stupid funny." And it's it's one of those things where we don't get to see him on all every punchline show and stuff like that. And it's like I get it. He has a life and a career and a job and a family and all those things. Uh, and so not everyone gets to, you know, gets to, gets the blessing that I get to of every single night. If I wanted to go to a shitty mic, I could. Yeah. I remember, uh, Joey told us on the podcast before, but I'm assuming we have a variety of new listeners. Yeah. No, but I, so, um, the time that I met, when I met Joey, like I, Shocking! I didn't actually go up to him and say I want to steal your joke. Yeah, uh, and tell him that I'm going to steal his kids. I, I I know that you know we have a lot of fun here on the podcast, but uh, that was a lie. Mm. But um, I I recognized him from the people you may know, like on Facebook, like people you may know, and but some some of the times like when I see people, rather sometimes I say dumb shit. Let's just put it like that, and I don't really think like hmm. That might be really stupid to say. So, 
Uh, in Joey, I don't know if it's this case now, but at least at the time, Joey's uh, profile picture was a picture of him like holding his kid. Yeah. Um, and uh, <laughs> so I'm like, we're after after he goes up, and we're outside, just you know, dicking around, talking to the comedians. Um, I looked at him like, oh, hey, man, you're um. Joe, right? You're the one with holding the kid on your Facebook picture, and I'm like, <laughs> like you're you're the one, you're the you're I'm, you're the one holding that kid, aren't you? Yeah, you're the kid holder, right? <laughs> I'm just like I recognize you from that picture. Yeah, I recognize you from the poster of you holding that baby. Yeah, where'd you get that baby from? That was real weird, man. Why'd you take that baby? <laughs> And then, I remember you from your Facebook profile is the weirdest way to intro yourself, but also yeah. I get it. Yeah, because I am an idiot. <laughs> yeah, but like, how do you introduce yourself to somebody? Are you just like, hey, you want to be a friend? I mean, how do you? Is it, if you're asking like, the question. How does the world do it? Like, for me, I. Uh, Hi, I'm Spencer. Oh, no. See, that's terrible. For me, I stand in a corner. Until uh, somebody says something that uh, I know facts about Mm -hmm. and like the white knight I am, I pop out and I'm like, oh, here are my five facts that I know about uh, your sports team that you just brought up. Well, okay. That's how I make friends. The the white knighting, um, I think you should just make that your personality. (laughs) Like every conversation that you go into, you're just... You just you just go to the defense of someone that's not being attacked. Yeah. You just walk in there like, excuse me. Oh, don't talk about indigenous people. We were talking about mac and cheese. Oh, okay, but the first Thanksgiving, they didn't have mac and cheese. Did because they, they were too busy slaughtering Indians or Native Americans. I see, I'm I'm terrible at this. Yeah, see, you were you were so flustered that you became racist. Yeah. I think that's that was my defense earlier for calling that man um the, rather telling that man to go back to his uh, original uh, exactly. country of origin. The the worst part is, uh, so my family, uh, most of like my grandma and older generations were all born on Haiti. a Native American reservation. Okay, so they were all born on the reservation. Um, my family, there is a famous children's book, and some of your listeners might know this book. It's called The Indian Chief and the Egg. And it's written about my grandfather or my great great grandfather. So my grandma's grandfather. That's how that works. It's a lot of greats. A couple of greats. Anyways. So like this book is now like controversial and stuff. And like they don't have it in kids' schools anymore and they don't really sell it in certain places because of the fact that it says Indian chief instead of Native American or instead of native or whatever. And it's very funny because that's like my family's whole legacy up there in like that reservation area. It's like my family doesn't isn't even like in the chief circle anymore. Like my family, there's no chief from my family anymore. So okay. the chief is a different bloodline now. Okay. Um, but uh, it's like all because of woke culture <laughs> right is it it took us an hour and 15 minutes but finally we're we're back to the nuts and bolts of yeah. the matter cancel culture's gone too far cancel culture's gone too far in canceling <laughs> yeah uh, it's it's funny because like i've never 
I don't think I've literally ever read the book. I just know from my family's legacy, like that's our thing. Okay. And then there's like a famous uh, clam chowder recipe that's ours. But the person who had the family clam chowder recipe also ended up going to prison for poaching clams. And I mean, there's a lot worse yeah. things you can go to jail for. Exactly. Oh, I mean, yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I thought you were about to be like, well, they had this great you know, ch- clam chowder recipe, and then he shot Kennedy. <laughs> Oops. No, no, nothing, nothing that fascinating. It no. was just they were poaching some clams in a cheaper, shitty area where you weren't supposed to... I mean, yeah, it's not good. Yeah. It's not good. No. Uh, uh, we here at Tangents, we don't advise, we don't support, but we always advise poaching. White-collar criminals. Yeah. Well, white, I mean, I would hardly call a fisherman a white-collar job. I guess, I guess. What would stealing clams be, like, is that, that's not blue-collar. It's definitely blue-collar. Is it? I mean, you're working with your hands. I guess, but is there such thing as blue-collar crime? Yeah, I mean, is like, that just like uh, what you call having smashing. to watch any blue collar comedy tour? <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. The the yeah, the only blue collar crime is paying for a ticket to <laughs> is the Ron White and fucking Larry the Cable I'm Guy. Fucking, Ron White is hilarious. You leave him. Ron alone. White twenty years ago is very hilarious. Okay, I haven't watched any of his fucking specials recently. I don't think he has many specials, but he I mean, he probably doesn't. I would. I I I would. I I I definitely. Regard Ron White is definitely like one of the good, one of the, like a really good comedian. I don't know because like, so I never attached to those guys. The, well, I don't those, attach to them either. I'm not. I, I just mean like, when it comes to comedians, there's like a lot of different comedians who have like, oh man, this guy makes me laugh. This guy, this guy, I love. And then there's a ton of comedians who like I just don't get. I never got Jeff Foxworthy. I never ever got the you yeah. might be a redneck. Well, yeah, like I never got that. I never got any like billing, well, or it, literally any of the uh, blue collar comedy, blue collar tour. comedy tour guys. There's a lot of stuff like uh, I didn't really get into Bill Hicks until I was much older. It took me a long time to get into Bill Hicks. Um, I was really big as a kid into Andrew Dice Clay, but that was just because he hey! exactly, and he grabbed his crotch and said the f word a lot, hey! and that. Tweedle, tweedle, thumb. Put a finger and a thumb and the thumbs in her ass. Hey, exactly. hey, fuck your mother. Exactly. It's beautiful. Like, Andrew Dice Clay, like, for me, it was like, I caught on to the Kings of Comedy. That was huge. Yeah. D.L. Hughley was my shit. Fucking, yeah. um, oh my goodness. D.L. Hughley's, never mind, keep going. Uh, I'm, Oh my goodness! I'm Cedric the Entertainer, the one that passed away. Oh, 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 Bernie Mac. Bernie Mac. Bernie Mac is one of the probably the most underrated funny men in Hollywood. Period. Oh, his fuck TV yes. show is a classic. All of his comedy is great. His uh, movie Mister Three Thousand is one of the most underrated sports movies of all time. If you know what, if if you don't if you don't like if you don't like Bernie Mac comedy, you don't understand. Look up any Bernie Mac bits. Honestly, I think his show is now on HBO Max. It's on one of the streaming channels. Watch fucking the Bernie Mac show. It is one of the most fun. It's like that and George Lopez show were 
two of the shows that you could just throw on at any time and it'd be like, yeah, I can watch this. This is fun shit. Yeah. I mean, George Lopez stole a lot of my act. Oh, so. George Lopez, notorious thief of all oh, white yeah. male open yeah. micers. Yeah. Yeah. I Everyone mean, knows that. I mean, when I go up there and I'm like, you know, your abuelita is always talking to me and I'm like, hey, hey, callete abuelita, I'm trying to cook. Exactly. And then, you know, uh, I don't know, you, you, you smack her or something. Something like that. I don't know. Yeah. That's my joke. Exactly. I'm going to use the word joke very loosely. But, you know. The loosest of it's terms. The loosest of terms. Anyway, all right. What a what a lovely time we've had today, haven't we, people? Now, uh, uh, buddy, you uh, you uh, you got a little stuff going on right now. Why don't you? Uh, why am I doing this voice, T- buddy? Tell me about what you're doing. Plug me. Okay. Well, um, every second and fourth Tuesday, you can catch me at Stab Comedy Theater. I'm doing my uh, obscure movie trivia show live in the theater. Um, it is an obscure movie trivia show. It's super fun. It's basically my way of having a movie podcast without it being just five white dudes talking about movies that we've seen. Um, it's not a diss at any other movie podcast, but it's my fun way of doing it. Um, we are about to crown a our first world champion, so that's pretty exciting. Um, Is it Joe? No. It's not? No, but he's in the race, uh, but it's probably not going to be him. I have some I have some, I have some, some heavy hitters in this thing. Shit. Um, but um, I'm also uh, changed all of my socials so you can find my stupid comedy better. You can find me at Just Buddy Comedy on Instagram and Twitter. Um, there I'm talking all kinds of crap about open micers and you can hear all my thoughts on them and see all the shows I'm doing. Um, but, uh, this, uh, I don't know when this comes out before the end of the month, right? Yeah. This comes out on the 19th. Perfect. Then the 28th, you guys should come on down to Comedy Spot because I'm doing a murder mystery comedy show at Comedy Spot where I will be your host. Um, I bought a suit for it, so come see that. Nice. How'd this go? How'd this start? Uh, our dear friend Emily Peterson, uh, who is a member of the all-female group uh, Love Horse, please check them out. Um, they've allowed me to do all kinds of stuff with them. They do videos and things like that and short films, and they always let me be a part of it. Um, they are the ones running this. It's called Comicide. It's, a, uh, uh, it's in the vein of an open mic and uh, an open micer does so bad he kills someone. And we've got to find out who it is. It's a murder mystery, and I will be your host with the most. Check uh, it out. Yeah. Sacramento Comedy Spot, October 28th. Absolutely. Do it. And uh, Check it out. I will go ahead and plug myself because you know what? I'm worth it. Yes, All right? you are. All right. L'Oreal taught me that. Uh, hey, you listening. We know we know we know that you're having uh you're having a great time. I'm having a great time. We're all having a great time. But let's let's keep it real. This is a business. All right, this is a business. No, actually, hey, if you like the show, please go to the YouTube, uh, subscribe to the YouTube. Um, the links in the show notes. Uh, follow on Instagram, the Tangents Pod. Send us an email at thetangentspod at gmail dot com. Uh, and hey, if you're really Want to help the show out? Patreon.com slash the tangents pod. Go there, 
you know, for as little as two dollars a month, you can join and um, give me a reason to start making more content on the Patreon because it's only have one patron and I'm not gonna do shit for just Brandon. <laughs> Love you. Bye bye.